podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Okay, go go pay. I'll just start the intro. Um, hi, welcome to Two Hosts from Delco. Um, Marina is uh, peeing at the moment and waiting for her groceries from Target because she's a bitch and she has a personal shopper. And she does the Instacart. She's an Instacart hoe. And, um, you know, I'll be sure when she gets back from the bathroom to give her a lot of shit for that, for not grocery shopping herself, because she should do that herself. There's no reason an able-bodied person um, like Maureen with a car should be ordering groceries online and not going directly to them. And not to mention, she also got the groceries from Target, which Target is a major corporation. I, you know, I really don't support any major corporations and Target especially because they don't pay their workers fairly. Um, but we'll get, what? What? Oh, hey, you're back? You're back from the bathroom? Um, I'm just talking about... Um, oh, oh, where'd you order from? I'm sorry, I thought it was Target. I ordered from Walmart because I can't fucking afford Target. And I do do my own grocery shopping and you're a bitch. That's disgusting. You shouldn't do-do at the grocery store. That's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> um, no, I was just yeah giving you shit for wait. So you do do your own you do do your own groceries, which is disgusting, by the way. But um, you're getting them you're getting them delivered now. Um, yes, they are on their way. Our Walmart portion of the groceries. Why do you uh, get? part of your groceries delivered. And also Walmart is like even worse than Target. They're even bigger assholes. That's how they, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I'm just a cuck in the wheel of life. Um, so yeah, what, why do you get um, half your groceries delivered? Well, because we used to get all of our groceries from there, but then it started to become very difficult to get certain things uh, delivered at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. I like Aldi, too. It's pronounced Aldi. It's pronounced Aldi. It's called Aushole. That's how you say it. And it's called Aldi. Um, and, well, you're listening to Two Hosts from Delco. Uh, Maureen gets her groceries delivered. And today we were talking about um, parallel universes on the podcast. And um, basically, Two Hosts from Delco, like, if you're a first-time listener, um Boy, are you in for a treat because this is a really great podcast. And we basically talk about topics, uh, which is what podcasts do. We're just like 
pretty much like what you envision a podcast might be. Uh, that's us too. We're millennials. We're old millennials. We're like the last um, gen uh, millennials. The the last of the trickle of Gen X. Um, we were at one point called Generation Y. That's how old of a min- millennials we are. Uh, we we were once Generation Y. Uh, it makes me think. I wonder if Zoomers are gonna like evolve. Like what? I was thinking that I was like every time they name a generation too soon, like they did with us, it always gets like reestablished later on. Like we're not gonna be calling Zoomers Zoomers. Like something else will happen, I'm sure, and they'll change their name. Yeah, exactly. Like, eventually they're going to be like, oh, you know what? Kids born in 2020 or kids born in 2025 should be a part of this generation of kids that were born from, like, 2009, you know? And um, and then they'll all get added, and it'll change the whole thing, and then they'll, they'll call themselves. I think millennials, we're stuck with that. Uh, we're, we're fucked. That's the name of our generation, and it really sucks. I, I knew this was going to happen to us, by the way. When, we were, when they were first experimenting with what to call our generation, like Generation Y and all this, yeah, I was like, oh, this is going to, like, our generation name is going to suck. I could just feel it. Um, because we're failures. That's the millennial generation, just being total, absolute, failing pieces of shit and sucking losers, posers, posters i'm i'm feeling pretty blackpilled uh today when i'm thinking about millennials um but uh anyway so parallel we're going to talk about parallel universes today um and this is a podcast and we're from delaware county and um we have sections of the podcast and first off i just wanted to start off with like if uh, you like our podcast after listening to it, uh, this is a section of the podcast that's happening right now. If you like our podcast, to please like, rate, and review it. Um, you don't have to do all three of those things, but um, we appreciate it if you could do one of them. Uh, you know, if you search the hashtags on Instagram and Twitter, two hosts from Delco, you will find us. And you could just like a post, you know, or like you could just rate us on whatever. We're everywhere, by the way. You can listen to us everywhere. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on, uh, you know, uh, iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We were on Spotify before Joe Rogan. Okay. We were there before that. And yeah. Um, I mean, yes, absolutely, uh, because we're women, and that's why we're better. Um, in any case, uh, so if, yes, um, we also, we're man-hating feminists. Uh, some people refer to the type of feminist, uber-feminist. Some people call us uber-feminists. Yeah, they call us, like, real big angry feminists that's you and i um yeah we're like radical feminists um uh 
Uh, well, radical feminists, yeah, I mean, maybe we're not. Okay, maybe we're uber. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, if you could like and, this is, and, you know, do a review and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we don't do research on this podcast. We also don't, um, you know, plan anything. We just, we also don't edit the podcast. We don't have microphones. Uh, this is like, uh, it's like listening to our podcast is like listening to the 90s. It's pretty cool. Oh, that nice cat noise there. Yeah. What were you? Oh, that's sweet, old man. Uh, what were you gonna say before that? Um, I don't know. My oh yeah. I mean, I really didn't feel like learning anything else. Like after I turned twenty, so. I mean, I read a lot of books. Actually, I actually my problem is is I forget them. I like learning. I'm just not a very good student. Um, you know what? Can you talk, Maureen? What about what? Oh my God. I don't think it's recording your voice. Oh, it's just you because you have the thing with the plug in there. Oh my god, hold on. Let me let me see. Internet's most common questions about asthma. I hope I've answered some of your questions about asthma too. Bye! Like, for some reason, is your volume all the way up on your phone? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, say something else. Something else. Okay. Uh, here I am talking about stuff that's in. I don't see a reason why I should edit out the fact that uh, we don't know how to record and messed up. I don't think I should edit that out. Do you? I think that's fine. Yeah. Especially since it was you and not me. That was stupid. It sounded like me just talking to myself. And, um, but uh, maybe if I did some research, I could find out a way to talk to you over the phone without having you to talk on speakerphone and be recorded through my external mic on my computer. Maybe one day I'll be able to figure that out. Yeah, or maybe one of our 10 listeners could tell us. I think we only have five now. Um, oh, maybe. Oh, good, because it's the word dwindling. Just like those cases of COVID. Remember, it was going to go like 15, yeah. and then it's going to go less and less, and then down to zero. That's what's happening to our podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, the virus did not spread. Uh, you are safe from two hosts from Delco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what we were talking, what were we talking about before we messed up? Oh, I was talking about the section of the podcast. So, uh, I didn't even get through the first section. I just want to say rate and review us. Okay. Um, and then also where do you want to get in touch with us? And, um, this kind of rolls into the, oh, well, real quick before that, if you want to join our Patreon, okay. Uh, please join our Patreon. It's at patreon.com forward slash two hosts from Delco. That's the number two. And um, become our patron. It's um, our patrons who give us, like, you could be a patron for a dollar or you could be a patron for $3 or you could be a patron for $5. 
and it's support from patrons like you, which keep our podcast going because we have to pay. We have to pay for uh, our subscription to SoundCloud so that we can record these two hour long episodes um, sporadically throughout the year. And, um, you know, we, that's not free. I have to pay for that. And so that's why Patreoners really help us. Um, also it's like, that's how podcasters make money is through having Patreon people. So if you could join our Patreon and give us just like, even just a dollar a month, we'd really greatly appreciate it. And we'd like to say thank you, um, to all our other Patreoners out there who support us. Thank you so much. Maureen, do you want to say thank you to them? Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. And also, when you join our Patreon, we have stickers that we send out uh, to you. So please include your mailing address. You can get a Two Hosts from Delco sticker. And uh, if you also join our Patreon, we do exclusive episodes only on Patreon. Uh, We do extra episodes. and upload them to Patreon exclusively for our Patreoners. So I thought you said explicit episodes. I was like, whoa, Beth, I did not agree to that. No, they are explicit. They're all explicit. Well, the ones on Patreon memory, we're trying to sell it. Uh, the ones on Patreon now uh-huh. are more explicit um, than the ones that we publish on the internet for just anyone. So much dirtier. Yeah. Um, so much, much more dirty. So join our Patreon, patreon.com, and also just thank you. Yes, that's the section of the podcast. That was the Patreon section of the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Patreon section of the podcast. Also, I should tell you, we actually don't have a Patreon. Um, so, yeah, we don't have one. And why did you go through that whole speech? Um, it's just something I noticed podcasts do, and I want us to be like the quintessential podcast, and so I'm adding a Patreon section to the podcast, even though we don't have one. Um, so that's why. All right. Yeah. Just to be more like the others. I got, I mean, totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think, um, the more we just try to fit in. Yeah. Well, the more we be tr- popular, the more, yeah, exactly. That's how it works. That's how you become a popular, uh, podcast is you just do what the other podcasts do. And that's one of the things that they do. So we're going to do it now. Fake it till you make it. Um, so also we really are on Twitter. We actually are on Twitter. We are really on Twitter. Okay. So on Twitter. And so we're on Twitter so hard. My Twitter, my Twitter is at Beth Heinley. At B-E-T-H-H-E-I-N-L-Y. I'm an awkward female comedian, and I can't talk. <laughs> Don't you love that? That you can't talk? <laughs> awkward female comedians that mess up words, and they go like, uh, thank the fault, like that. No, I think it's just normal to mess up words. No, it's funny, and it's funny. No. It's funny when women do it. Oh, is that a thing? Am I missing a thing? Uh, yes, you are. You're missing very popular Twitter uh, female comedy that is about mixing up words and saying things like Beth Stooley. Oh, I thought that was what, uh, that, I thought that was Joe Biden's platform. Uh, Joe Biden, yeah, that's how he's getting the dumb, dumb white female vote. Is, oh, I see. That's how he, he's playing into uh, their, playing right into their tricks, right into them. Um, 
Anyway, uh, that's my Twitter. Yeah. Marines Twitter is at MoCum, M-O-C-U-M-99. Uh, and basically, I'm telling you guys our Twitters so that you could find us, okay? And write us because the next section of the podcast I'd like to announce is the apology section. And this is a section of the podcast where Maureen and I apologize for things that we said um, that was probably inappropriate or hurt somebody's feelings. And we don't want to get canceled. I mean, we're already, I mean, we can't, I don't know if we can even get canceled. It's impossible. But uh, because we're not popular yet, I'd like to say we're pretty successful. We're a pretty successful podcast, so Uh we can't get canceled yet. But in the event that we become successful and then we get canceled, we have this entire backlog of apologies. So, like, anyone who comes at us, we'd be like, oh, oh, apologize for that. We already have one. We have pre-apologies because we're pre-successful. Yeah. Pre-apologies for being pre-successful. This is, by the way, something um, for anyone who's wondering, like, uh, needs life tips or uh, life hacks, as they call them. This is a life hack to pre-apologize before you're successful. Pre-successful, pre-apology is, like, the way to uh, move on up in the world today. That's in careers. It's like a pre-apology 401k. Although we are apologizing, we uh, I don't get confused. We are apologizing for things that we actually did and said on the podcast. So we did actually say them. It's not like we're pre we're the pre apology is meant to be uh, because it's before we uh, are successful. Not not it doesn't mean we're pre apologizing before we do things. Does that make it? Is that clear? Yeah, we're apologizing before we're asked to apologize. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I hope that's clear too. Yeah, Yeah. I hope that's clear to people. Yeah, because yeah, we're pretty successful, and it's like our apology bank account. So that once we're super successful, and people are like, "Oh my god, she said this in 2018," we'll be like, "We apologize on the next episode." There's a thing that people like to say uh, that they have called cultural capital, having cultural capital. Well, we have apology capital. Um, we have the a fuck is cultural capital. Cultural capital is like pretty much being like a popular, uh, higher up figure within like uh, the culture. You know, so oh, you don't have a. You might not make that much money, but people know your name. Or and, uh, it, and it doesn't mean you're like an actress and famous. It's not. It applies to all sorts of culture. And gotcha. Um, you know, so it's like name recognition, recognition and using that to gain access to get jobs or opportunities or blah, blah, blah. And so you say like, yeah, I have cultural capital. It's just another way of like validating nepotism. Um, Mm, right. Yeah. Um, which speaking, I told, I said a nepotism joke to my dad today and he totally didn't get it. Um, he wouldn't. Uh, so, anyway, so buttons, <laughs> so buttons, <laughs> um, I, we haven't recorded in a while, so I actually don't even remember our last episode, so I usually try to make notes of things that we should apologize for, but, you know, it was a while ago, and I don't have any notes, so I don't have anything to apologize for, um, what about you? I already don't have anything to apologize for because I'm perfect. What was, like, uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm wondering if there's any, has there been any like popular uh, Karens or other white women that we could apologize for? Because I also, that's another thing I do. I, if I don't have one for myself, I like to pull out white people apologies, um, white women specifically apologies uh, to read out loud on the podcast. I'm trying to think, I don't think there's been any. Not that I have heard of, but I've also not been doing the best job of following the news recently because, you know, everything fucking sucks. Yeah, did you see the explosion and they were... Oh, yeah, I did. That was horrible. Yeah. Um, Nightmare. That, that was on the, um, that was on the news. Uh, yeah, that was ins- that's insane. Um, yeah that's what it's like I mean this is like one thing about living in the cities like in post-industrial times is just the the sheer waste of just bullshit yeah that is like just waiting to explode in a heavily populated area uh, all around yeah. us like in, in Philly we had that explosion at one of the old refineries um that ha- has shut down now I forgot what it was I forget what the refinery is called. I think it's, like, from Sunoco or some shit. But, yeah, that's right. Um, that, that explosion was pretty nuts. Luckily, those aren't that close to any populous areas. Well, they are. Right. They are. But, uh, close no, enough. But no one got not hurt. close enough in that instance for, yeah, I gotcha. No one got hurt. Um, but, you know. Not like the, Beirut. Yeah, not like Beirut. There will be an explosion again, though, soon, I'm sure it will be. Well, that's the thing, yeah, I mean, now, yeah, now we're in this, it's, like, all the shit that, like, for our whole lives, like, people were, like, this is gonna end up happening in the 2000s, like, 20s, and, like, we were, like, that's so long from now, like, oh, well, guess what, we're in the time now. Um, this'll be, this'll be something good to talk about when we talk about parallel universes, but, uh, we're not gonna talk about that yet, though, um... The, uh, so the apology section, nobody wrote us. We don't have any apologies. I can't think of any Karens. How weird. Of note. I know. Let's just move on very quickly from here before anyone notices. Um, let's move on to racist confessions. That's usually, I mean, racist confessions kind of, um, works with, like, uh, the apology section because it's, uh, us being, like, realizing we're being racist. And then, um, which is, you know, something that we should apologize for, but, uh, I guess it's a pre, pre apology. I guess that would be a pre, pre. So like, because if you're confessing, um, you're apologizing, but you didn't say anything. These are more like unspoken things. Unsolicited apologies. Yes, exactly. So, um, uh, Maureen, why don't you go first? I really don't have one, and I don't. I don't really feel like digging for one, to be honest with you. Just not in the mood. You're just not. Yeah. You're just not in the mood to check. No, and I didn't have any like big uh, experiences recently. Well, you know what? Um, black people don't get to be uh, in the mood to talk about racism. <laughs> it's a part of every day. True, but I'm not a black person, so just just a white person. No, I didn't. Re- I mean, honestly, nothing comes to mind, and I don't. I don't really. Have you uh, made an effort to befriend, befriend any of the uh, no. your black neighbors? I haven't made. No, I haven't made an effort to befriend anyone. Okay. Um, okay. All right. COVID. 
I have very little like outside experience anymore. I already didn't really. Um, okay. All right. Um, well, okay. What's yours? Uh, have you donated to any black businesses or? Oh, no, I haven't donated any money either to anything. Well, you, uh, to be fair, you don't, you didn't get the pandemic cash flow, even though you've been working through the pandemic. You didn't oh, get... yeah, no, I've made like the least money of, uh, like, yeah, I'm part of the workers that didn't like get laid off or anything. So I just kept working and going to work every day and like made less money. I wonder because your job, um, even though like people who kept working who have office jobs, you know, uh, <laughs> they're not eligible for hazard pay. But I wonder if you are because you had to leave your house, and so that was like a at risk env environment that you had to um, conduct yourself in. And I I want to apologize real quick. Actually, I got an apology. Joe Pacto sixty nine used to write in all the time complaining about how I tongue I click my tongue. So uh -huh. I just wanted to apologize for the tongue clicking. You should. It's kind of like this weird tick that I never realized I had until I started podcasting. I never realized I clicked my tongue that much. Yeah, I really don't even know what he's talking about. I click my tongue a lot and it's proof that you don't care about this podcast. Oh, yeah, I don't care about anything. And you don't listen Denialist. to it? If you listen... No, I don't like to listen to myself. My, I have really low self-esteem. I'm not even joking. So do I. I hate myself, too. Um, I read my cards last night, by the way, and they were so bad. It was, like, the worst card reading I've had in a while. It was, I'm still depressed about it. What did it say? I should do one, too. Oh, yeah. I've been doing them regularly, like I've been telling you. Um, this one last night told me uh, it was, like... Uh, it told me that I'm going to fail. Like, there's nothing but failure in front of me. There's also all these outside extenuating circumstances that are causing me to fail. But also, on compounded on that is my own um, uh, blockage. Like, I'm not able to see what I have to do to fix what is making me fail all the time. Mm -hmm. So, I'm a loser. And then it said, like, there's all these steps that I'm supposed to be taking. Like, I'm ready. I'm, I feel ready to take a next step to get to a, another level, right? Um, it could be, who knows what that really means. It could be a spiritual thing. I think, you know, it could be whatever. But I'm ready to take this next step, but I'm actually not ready yet. It's not, they, I, like, I actually can't do it. And, um, That's frustrating. Yeah, so basically it was that, and it was just like, uh, it did, the, the one positive part of it is that it did say that I was going to get through all the bullshit, the shit show that's about to happen to me, um, uh -huh. and that I, through sheer will, I will, I will meet my goals eventually, through sheer Yeah, that sounds like you. Sheer will, it said. Yeah, that fucking sounds like you, though. Um, but, uh, nothing's going to help me and nothing's going to go right for me. And, um, that's really depressing. Yeah. That was my card reading. <laughs> yeah. But your sure will, will save the day. Yeah. But who wants to like fucking have to use their sheer will to get shit done? I mean, that's how you've been doing it your whole life. I know it really is. I'm getting tired of it. Uh, yeah. 
anyway, that but still, like, I mean, that's not a good card reading. That's a no. it's a very depressing one. Um, yeah. Yeah, you should you do your do your card reading tonight when you're done with the podcast. Maybe I will. Yeah, I might right after the podcast. Maybe I fucking will. Um, yeah, I haven't like done any since really since I've got them because like the ones that I got were uh, actually looking back makes sense. But yeah, they right, were like. I, you're going to be going through a strange, t- long trip, basically. I have um, my racist confession. It just came to me. Um, so my racist confession is, so in Philadelphia uh, right now, we're, we've been getting, uh, all the citizens have been a bit anxious about trash collection because it all started, there was like a torrential downpour in July that set the trash back a day. And then uh-huh. since then, it's been like, trash isn't coming for like up to three to four days from when they were supposed to pick up and oh my god yeah it's been like really bad recycling we haven't had recycling in like a month um gus actually just took our recycling down um to the center himself yesterday that's right yeah but but in any case yeah we haven't had recycling in like a month and trash is all messed up and so i actually found this um through instagram through um what is the Instagram? No service, no city. That's the Instagram account. And they're uh-huh. like associated with fighting for workers' rights amidst the pandemic. And um, that's how I got like into their Instagram. And they featured this Instagram account called You Fave Trash Man. And um, he's a trash man. And he uh, started an Instagram account to raise awareness about what's going on behind, you know, the scenes at the sanitation centers. And basically what has been going on is that the trash men and women are not receiving um, hazard pay for working Uh during the pandemic, which they have a very high risk job, especially during a pandemic. Yes. Um, they haven't been given proper masks to wear. Uh, like, they've been saying they need, like, the N95 masks because they're, yeah. like, you know, up in it. Constantly exposed, yeah. Yeah. And um, they haven't been given, like, proper PPE at all. Uh, and uh, they actually, and they didn't have rain gear, which is, like, why the rain has been so bad for them because they don't oh, have proper God. rain gear. Uh, and yeah, so all those things compounded and then on top of that, workers were getting COVID-19. They're getting COVID-19. So Uh what's happening is people are getting COVID-19, but it's like from the top down, nobody's, um, relaying the information to the workers. Like if somebody, if, for instance, if you were working with someone who was COVID-19 positive, you wouldn't hear about that from the top down. You would hear that from in the yard, like talking to your yeah. coworkers, which is fucked yeah. up. Because if you're working yeah. with someone who's COVID nineteen positive, you're supposed to be um, told that from your superiors, yeah. and then you're supposed to quarantine and get tested. Right. So because yep. of that, the virus is actually spreading through uh, sanitation workers. So the other reason a trash hasn't been collected is because a ton of people are calling out sick, and because they have COVID nineteen. And then also a lot of people are um, protesting as well, like striking. Right. Well, um, because of like all they the, probably should be. Yeah, because of all the bullshit. So on top of that, there's, and then on top of that, it's hot as balls out. And yeah. because the trash, the trash has been behind, 
apparently during the pandemic, people have been actually throwing out more trash. So I read something like that. Yeah, because and the and the um, trash trucks, you're only allowed to take a certain amount of load to the uh, dump, and the problem is they've been uh, doing overages on the truck, like because there's way more trash, so they can't collect as much because they'll be going through your neighborhood and they might be at capacity like before they finish picking up all the trash because there's so much fucking trash. Oh my God. So all that stuff compounded, it's just a shit show with sanitation. So uh, he started this campaign um, and you know what, I should really, his name's Jarrell, I believe. Um, I should know his name, um, but I think it is Jarrell. Uh, let me, let me just, um, get in here. Oh, Terrell. Okay. So I, uh, that, let me just apologize. Racist confession for calling Terrell Jarrell. But, uh, that would be redundant for me to keep apologizing for this because we actually did a portion of racist confessions where I have an issue with, uh, black people's names, remembering them and pronouncing them and, uh, mixing them all up um like jamil terrell jarrell like i don't know um because i'm wow. a fucking white lady anyway but um so by the way terrell is hagler is a black man and um so in any case i uh the one the first one of the first campaigns that he came out with he's like famous now by the way He's been on the news. He's got, like, how many Instagram followers does he have? He has 16.6 thousand followers. Dude, that is hilarious. I, I mean, a month ago, I started following him. There was, like, 100 of us. Like, it was, and now he has 16.6 thousand followers. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, in any case, he, uh, when he started, he did this one campaign that was just hashtag support sanitation. And he said to put this in your windows or make a sign or whatever and just to show your support for sanitation. And then people could follow the hashtag on social media and get all these updates and information about what's going on. You know, of like all this stuff I just told you about. Uh, and if you followed that and then he even he posts like when we're recycling updates, trash day updates, like all that stuff. So, um, yeah. So in any case, uh, you know, awesome. And thank you, Terrell. And so I did that. I put hashtag support sanitation. And I wanted to do, I was like, oh, I want to use my printer because I just got a bunch of ink. And I wanted to do like a, um, like a uh, music event sign where they do the like fading out rainbow. But the thing is, I realized it like kind of looks like Rastafarian. And oh. I was, Racist. yeah, exactly. So I, and I, I ended up, I, it's still in my window now. I just left it up because I was like, whatever, I don't care. I wanted, I had this vision. I wanted to make this basically I am, oh my God, I sound just like those Elizabeth Warren, um, people who got the, uh, hex code tattooed on their arms and people said <laughs> it was offensive and they were like, well, I don't care. I mean, I, my boyfriend's Jewish. I don't care. Um, in any case, I sound like those women. So, um, but I was like, whatever, I'm just showing my support for sanitation. 
and I purposely then I had it the colors like how those posters are like for in like the 60s you know like just a music concert you know what I'm talking about right that design I mean now I'm confused because all I can imagine is like Rastafarian colors it's basically it's um okay it's like for for concerts in like the 60s and 70s it was like cheap um, screen printing and you would it would be on a uh, background uh, the background would be a rainbow fade sort of thing it would be like green yellow and red or like orange yellow and red and like it would be for like a Jimi Hendrix concert or you know whoever now I know exactly what you're talking about who, yeah yeah whoever's playing in yeah. the park you know, and it was like a cheap um, way to mass produce uh, posters to advertise a music event in the 60s. And then the poster itself became kind of like its own iconic imagery. But I was just thinking that would look cool in my window because it would be like a bright color fade. And then the support sanitation would be like a, uh, you know, a black text against that. That would look nice. And so that's what I decided to do. But the thing is, it ended up looking like Rastafarian. And then even, like, one of uh, a, a sanitation worker commented underneath of it. I don't think he wasn't being – he was being nice, I think. But he was like, thank you for your support. One love. <laughs> because maybe he just said, like, talks like that. Maybe he does. But they actually – I did actually notice a lot of the sanitation workers commenting on other social media posts actually say one love a lot. Huh. Um, but in any case, uh, like, you know, basically Gus was like, oh, so you're just assuming Gus is my boyfriend. So you're just assuming, um, like sanitation workers are black people because you made a Rastafarian support sanitation sign for your front window. So, uh, that's my racist <laughs> well, confession. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was going to say, what does the Rasta have to do with sanitation? Because all sanitation workers are black. Right, right. And all Rastafarians are black. For, I mean, and all people who listen to reggae are white. And yeah, I do, so. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, uh, that was my, that's my racist confession. I think that's pretty good. It was pretty, a good one. I, I liked it. I liked the callback, too, to the Elizabeth Warren people. And I, it was nice. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and Maureen doesn't have one. Um, okay. Yeah, I just don't feel like thinking either. I'm sure that I have something on my sleeve. I just don't fucking feel like thinking. Um, and let's see, we have the recap. We talked about the young ones in our last episode. Oh, this, yeah, the that's recap what it was. Part. <laughs> um, so we talked about the young ones, and that was, like, uh, cool. I thought the episode was funny. I thought it sounded good. Uh, I, I feel like there was, like, more... Oh, I mean, we didn't talk about the musical guests that much. I mean, we talked about, um, like, the like uh, the Ace of Spades, um, Motorhead. Oh, yeah, I love that. Motorhead's on the show. Um, and then, uh, who else was on the show? Human League played on the show. Uh-huh. Um, there was a Rastafarian girl in one of the episodes, like a Rastafarian female little band. Oh, shit. Do you, okay, I don't remember. I don't remember, but I just, I just, like, thought it was cool, so I remember noticing it, but I, it was, like, in, I feel like an episode that we probably didn't really talk about that much, um, you know, I did, I did, Rastafarians. Yeah. 
Uh, I did talk, I did uh, realize where I saw the young ones finally because uh, Gus informed me it was on the young ones played on MTV back on the, back in the day. That's where I would have seen it. Um, so MV, um, MTV played the young ones. I imagine because they had musical guests and stuff. And so, well, yeah, it was considered a variety show. That was what I read. They put the musical guests in there. So it could be like considered a variety show, Yeah, I guess on like the BBC. And then I, I probably got lumped in with that on, yeah, in MTV. Cause um, of the music. Yeah. So, any case, I really uh, don't have anything else to add to our recap of the episode. We did get, I do want to mention, I just want to say shout out to the UK, because we had a ton of people from the UK listen to that episode. So, um, I hope our uh, American insights to the young ones were insightful for our listeners in the UK. Yeah, I'd be curious to know what people from there think. Um, I actually... The, I don't care. Recently, I have suggested to a couple people that they watch it because either I know they're into British comedy or mm. I know that they like Absolutely Fabulous or something, and yeah. I'm surprised. It seems like the people that I suggested to haven't like really heard of it. I don't feel like people have heard of it so much as like Monty Python or Absolutely Fabulous, which is... A shame because it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, I for, we did forget to mention uh, part of the recap here. We forgot to mention that Jennifer Saunders is on the Young Ones. I think we did say that, but she's married to Vivian. They're, oh, Vivian! Yeah. I thought she was married to Rick. No, no, Rick is married. Was got married to his hairdresser, and while Rick oh. Rick was actually during the show. He was uh, dating the head writer woman, whose name I... Oh, right, right, right. Um, what the hell is her name? Lisa Mayer. So, he Rick was dating Lisa Mayer, but also at the same time, he was sleeping with his hairdresser. Uh, and, uh-huh. yeah, but, you know what? Uh, he, Lisa Mayer and him broke up. This is saucy. She was pregnant, Lisa Mayer. Oh. And the hairdresser, who ended up being Rick Mayall's wife, um, was pregnant too. So, okay, so he knocked up these two women, but he's in love with the hairdresser. Shit. So he leaves Lisa Mayer for the hairdresser because she's pregnant. But he didn't know that Lisa Mayer was pregnant. Oh my god. But Lisa Mayer ended up having um, a miscarriage. Uh, oh. So he really, uh, you know, got out of having... Yeah, right? Got off easy. ...having two babies at the same time. Oh my god, um, with two women, Jesus Christ. Um, but anyway, he did later say... I mean, he he was funny about it, Rick. Um, he was... Oh, so his wife's name is uh, Barbara Robin. Um, he, uh-huh. he later said, he said... Yeah, I'm sure, I'm not, like, entirely, like, yeah, I'm sure I'm a dickhead, or he said something like, I'm an asshole, or something like that, but, uh, for what I did, but at the end of the day, I, Barbara and I have been married for 25 years, and we have three beautiful kids, so I think I made the right decision. Hey, you know, sometimes that's how it happens. Matters of the heart, I know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Uh, I mean, that shit happens, it does. 
So, uh, in any case, I uh, that's the recap part of the podcast. Um, uh, we have to do a Delaware County part of the podcast. So, uh, what's what's going on in Delaware County? Um, I feel like we've had some heat waves and storms in Delaware County. Yeah, same as in Philly. Um, and, well, I, I'm trying to think. I thought I saw uh, something I wanted to talk about in Delaware County. But, no, I lost it. I don't have it. Um, I don't have anything to say. I don't know. Are, are there COVID cases worse than in Philly? Or... I honestly, like, I have not been paying attention to COVID cases. Like, I'm just trying to do the right thing for myself right now because I feel like things are going to, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be out there. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, Uh it's pretty clear that the United States is in herd immunity phase, which everyone was so offended by in March, which is, like, totally what we're doing right now. Oh, like you mean that we're just allowing it to be yeah. herd immunity? Yeah. yeah. That's well, what's I feel like, so I think that like initially with the initial freak out and people like staying home and stuff like that, like I feel like that we needed to literally like flatten the curve at that time. Like it needed, that was the time that we could have like stopped it from spreading. Then it got to the point where like that was just not an option anymore. And then people had to get used to the idea. And now we're all used to the idea and we're fucking sick of it. And like people are just like going to do what they're going to do. I went to the fucking supermarket today. Yeah. I went to Aldi. And every time I've gone there for the past couple months, like it's been like social distancing with like the the registers like the checkout and they'll be like one person at a time like up at the you know at the checkout and they're this morning they were just like oh no we're not doing anything about anymore like i was just like whatever but honestly like i was just like what the fuck like so we're just as the cases get higher and higher like we're just gonna let down our guard more and more you're right mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. we're just gonna see who lives and it's every man for himself now yeah um i uh it, which, like, as somebody who cleans houses, I just, I feel like I'm one of the disposable ones, so I'm really uh-huh. nervous about my health because of that, and I'm a white lady, just imagine, like, they're saying um, that people of color are more affected, and and they're also saying another thing, uh, the recent statistics, like, so people of color are more most likely to get COVID-19, and it's because they're, they work in the service industry, and, um, then they're also saying that millennials, like people in our age group, are the majority of the positive cases right now. And people uh-huh. are going, oh, it's because millennials are all going out to the bars. They're going right, to bars. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh-huh. Which isn't. Yeah, nothing and, to do with our jobs and being Uber, Uber yeah, drivers. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Working at fucking Starbucks as an extra job to have health insurance has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Jesus so, um, it is funny to see the, the, uh, numbers go up and people being like, oh, and it's like, obviously what you're seeing is a bunch of people who work in the service industry, which is the majority of the economy in the United States. It's the service economy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what you're seeing is that those people who have been forced to go back to work are getting sick. I mean, that's what's happening. Um, but I still, I haven't gone to any bars. I, I don't, um, go out to eat. I haven't done any of that. Um, 
but I have been more lax than you in the sense that I have hung out with a couple of friends. You have, you're choosing to not do that. Well, you don't have any friends. Um, well, I was going to say, like, I, yeah, honestly, like, the, the fact is that Reed, I I'm your friend. Have... I'm your friend, Marine. No, I, I don't have, like, the um, internal drive to be social, overriding my drive to just, you know what I'm saying? Not like, be sick, not get sick. Right, like, I, I I just don't have that strong of a social drive, like, at this time in my life, and, mm. you know, it's just, like, it, the chips have just fallen, so that I'm, like, totally fine with doing what I have to do, that was basically what I was doing before, and the only difference is that, like, I mean, yeah, like, there's things that happen that I'm, like, oh, like, I want to do this or that, like, yeah. I, I want to go down the shore, like, I yeah. want to come and podcast with you in person, like, yeah. I want to do that stuff, but... Like, I don't give that much of a shit, honestly. I'm not to the point where I'm like, I need a hug. Like, I, I don't need a hug. Well, we wouldn't hug, but, like, uh, we could meet outside and record. Yeah, actually, you and I could definitely do that. We could just meet up somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I do have to say, so I'm not, and we, you can listen to our Myers-Briggs episode where Marine and I um, talk a lot about our personality types, and both of us, which is a good episode because no matter what you're, personality type we were on the spectrum so like as far as extrovert extrovert introvert um I believe I was like dual that I was like I'm like introverted but um I get a lot of energy from like going to parties and stuff like that from people and sort of whatever but I have really felt that uh the times I've only I've hung out with um like three friends okay and after hanging out with them, like, I felt really great, like, and sane. Yeah. I felt, like, yeah. energized, like, n in a way that I'd never felt before just hanging out with your friends. You know, you just kind of take it for granted. Yeah. But, like, this time around, like, it's made me feel so good that it's, like, one of the reasons that's what motivates me to try to make the effort or to take the risk. I mean, really, yeah. that's what it is. It's taking a risk um to do it anyway because it's been so nice now granted i'm not talking about like huge parties i'm talking about like individually hanging out with individual people. hangouts yeah. yeah um but you which know. is fine to do i mean I, I whatever i don't know i'm no fucking doctor but like i know yeah. that it's like it's like well gatherings of 10 people like you know i mean you're not going out to the bar like you can meet your one friend and wear a mask and stay outside probably and that's probably fine like if it's fine to go to a fucking restaurant and stay and eat like you can yeah. go to a park and sit with your fucking friend and wear a mask yeah like i guess we're at the point now where it's just like what the hell else are we gonna do yeah i mean yeah we're in for the long run but uh in out in delaware county anyway i saw there was like a lot of scolding about the bars opening up which kind of yeah. like for me, it's like so funny because I was reading like art news articles from the 1918 uh, pandemic in Philly, and um, there was like an article on like the bars that opened up first were in Camden, and like uh -huh. and people just like talking about you know the criminal class and like you know poor people like causing a ruckus and what the chaos was gonna be like. And I kind of, like, felt that was, like, being repeated when people were talking about the bars opening in Delco, which I thought was pretty yeah. funny. Um, Interesting. I mean, well, yeah, because Delaware County, I would say, is predominantly, I mean, not all of it. Like, obviously, media is really nice and stuff.
but the uh, the majority of it is like considered you know the white trash part of uh it's a blue collar area yeah. no matter how you how you slice it it's yeah. a, even like the the quote nice parts like it's very blue collar and like yeah media is nice but like it's no it's not there's nice rich, like rich people houses and stuff but like it is a blue collar area and like i remember growing up people were like aston is so nice like i look Aston's from being in recovery so nice. like there's like a lot of heroin addicts in Aston and that doesn't mean that it's not nice, but like, you know, it's It's not the fucking Ritz either. Yeah, exactly. Delco is Delco and we have our, uh, we have a very special place in the world. A, uh, a place that is static and never changing. And I know it's 1952 there ultimately forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't really have any, um, you know, Delaware County news. No, no Delaware County news. I don't know what else to, uh, you know, you know. Aunt Mary Pat is having a uh, comedy contest, like, I, and where you do an impression of, of her. If you're from Delco and you like Aunt Mary Pat, maybe you should uh, do an impression of um, them. For I believe they're them. They're they. Pat. Yeah. It's Aunt, Pat. Aunt Mary Pat. It's yeah. Aunt Mary Pat. It's Pat. Aunt Mary Pat. Uh-huh. And it's they, them, I believe. Come to Delco. Have a hoagie. Um, well, yeah, I mean, have a hoagie at your own risk. Uh, I did see there was a, a Wawa closing um, already happening in Center City here. There, there was, before the pandemic, a, a Wawa boom a building boom, a Wawa building boom in Center City, Philadelphia. And now uh, they're all going to start closing because they're not making their lunch money anymore. Really? I mean, the Wawa out freaking where I pass by every day in Jersey is like bumped in. Well, this, the Wawa's in Center City cater specifically to an office class of people Uh, that are getting their lunches during the day. I mean, um, I, for instance, would get lunch at Wawa, and I haven't been, because I don't want anyone making my fucking hoagie. I'm just not doing it. Um, So I haven't been going to Wawa, but I did go in to get a Gatorade, and uh, I've been eating, like, I'll have, like, a snack, like a granola bar or something like that. And I went in, and um, uh, it was dead. This was the one Wawa. I talked about this Wawa on the podcast before. It's a 22nd and Market, or it's on like 20th and Market. And it's like a Wawa Mecca. There's like, there's like four, there's four registers in the center, and then there's the sandwich shop behind. So normally when you would go at lunch, it's just complete, utter chaos. Like finding a line. You know, not like bumping into people getting sandwiches. It's just a complete chaotic shit show that somehow always works out. But, um, and so it's always like I'm very anxious going to this Wawa for like a snack. But I went in and it was dead. And it was lunchtime. and And I was like, because it's such a bustling Wawa all the time, it was so eerie. Yeah. Being in there. And it was like crickets. Like I was the only one in there. Like, it's creepy. And I was like, wow, this Wawa, how many days of, how many lunches can this store, like, 
survive, like how many lunches like this can this store survive? Because if you think about it, if it was normally at that time of day, five days a week at least, um, packed to the gills, so you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars going into that store are now, and it went to zero now, uh, yeah. I don't, it's not going to survive. Um, no. So we're about to have a bunch of awkward uh, Wawa store spaces, vacant Wawas throughout Center City now after the great Wawa boom of 2019. Oh, shit. Um, maybe Wawa will get a bailout from President Trump so that yeah they, I mean they are a corporation right so maybe they, they can actually get some help hey listen well, you, you don't get to criticize hey, Marine. He signed, listen he signed in the fucking payroll tax so he what so I guess Trump did an executive order to put through the payroll tax officially so that happened what's the payroll tax it's nothing good for us it's people because of the name I think a lot of people think it is something for the workers but it is not it is I, I don't know anything more than other than it's just a tax cut for businesses um, it has something to do with their payroll like it's a tax that they pay I guess on payroll but like Trump has been trying for months and months and months and months and months and the Republic has been trying and that's been part of what's been holding up these fucking stimulus talks, I mean is because they've been trying to get the payroll thing into the package and they can't because like I guess this is part of what the big hold up is with the Democrats so now Trump just executive ordered it in so it's just another thing that's gonna fuck us it's just in literally I'm, another way of us getting fucked and corporations getting more and rich people getting more and they're just taking from us and like they're creating just like a larger poverty class like this is what's gonna happen and our retirement's fucked like we we just got even more fucked but this entire year has been just like a rolling bunch of fuckings of us so here's another one um well also the payroll tax um thinking just i mean i don't know know this but i know that through payroll like a lot of the city taxes and state taxes come out of your payroll so like is that no it's cut nothing to do with in? our paychecks like nothing to do oh, with anything okay. about right. your it is called the payroll tax but it it's it's a tax that your employer pays like it or it's, it is nothing to do with you it is nothing it is not going to have any effect on you other than taking money from you um in some capacity that's uh and yeah yeah yeah, so I, I, all I know is it's not good for us, and, like, people don't realize that. This so is, people are like, yeah, Trump, Trump, and, like, no, like, he's doing something that's going to fuck you even more. This is talking why... Talking to you, Midwest. I'm talking to you, the entire fucking Midwest that supports Trump. Well, also Pennsylvania. I mean, uh, yes, also Western Pennsylvania and Central Pennsylvania. Please, mm -hmm. like, do a little bit of research. Fuck. He is not good for anyone. Like, Biden's not good, but, like, Trump is really, like, our, we have, like, a Republican and, like, a right-wing extremist. So, like, that's what we have. That's what we have. Yeah. That's, yeah. And also, but not just a right-wing extremist, but one that hates poor people. So even if you're white, if you're poor, and that means, like, if you make poor, I mean, that's, like, we're talking about, to him, if you're making like a hundred thousand dollars a year, like you're a fucking poor person, and like you're gonna get fucked by him, he is already fucking you. There's and like I don't, I, I don't know what else to do other than just scream into the void and the one platform that I have, which is this podcast, and just like beg people, beg, beg to him, just like please fucking see him for what he is. It's always he's not helping anybody. 
it's always the um, poor white people who are the most racist, too. Yeah, I know, because they're angry and they're ignorant and they've been taught for generations that they should, that they're somehow better because of their color or their skin. And, like, if you're poor and, like, undereducated and white, I can see how that would be a very appealing way to look at yourself. Yeah. If you were never going to get out of your fucking mess, you know, addicted town, like... it's like the one thing you can grab onto I don't know I don't fucking know it doesn't I'm not saying that makes it okay in the least like it's just maybe that's why I don't know well I know I'm just saying because Trump really appear uh, appeals to their outsiderism in that sort of way um too yeah and it's almost like Black Lives Matter only helps him more with his voters in that way sure does because it just incites them but it, it's an, again, it's like something on the opposite end that he can hold up and say, like, oh, here's this thing that you don't really know about, but it looks different than you, and I'm going to tell you all the horrible things about it, and because, like, because you have no frame of reference, like, you're just going to simply believe me. Because, honestly, like, I didn't grow up in the Midwest, and, like, I have an idea of people in the Midwest, like I just said, like, they're a mess, like, riddled town. Like, yeah, that happens, but, like, it happens in the fucking city, too, and, like, who the fuck am I to assume that about people? You know, it's just as bad. And we have been really set up in this country to fucking hate each other. All the poor people to hate each other. Mm -hmm. Like, cops hating black people. Like, guess what, cops? You're also poor. Yeah. You're fucking poor. Yeah. You're you're poor. Like, that's you. It's just another you. Like, wake the fuck up. Yeah. Dumb motherfuckers. Not every cop, obviously. Yes, every cop. But you know what I'm fucking saying. (laughs) Yeah, every cop. Burn it down. (laughs) But... You know, uh-huh. Jesus yeah. Christ, can people just stop for a second? No, they're idiots. Sorry, rant, total no, rant. No, it's okay. I forgot I was on a podcast. No, you didn't. You know you know where you're at. You know where you're I at. I guess so. I know, I'm not Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jack, this is a Joe Biden impression, and I got roaches crawling on my legs. <laughs> Okay, so, um, all right, let's get on to the, our topic. I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. as far as yeah. for anything else further, Delco, I would like to introduce you to our accents for the remainder of the of the episode. That's that's the Delco that you really came here for. It's to hear two Delco hoes. Yeah, good luck. Like being like, what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? I actually, like, it was so funny, I was doing a uh, reenactment performance of uh, Andrea Frazier, she's this performance artist who does, like, institutional critique sort of performances, and she did a tour of the, um, as a, she performed as a tour guide at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, and really it's just, like, her whole tour is, like, a critique of high culture, um, and, you know, uh, institutional space with, like, um, codings of class dynamics and, um, ways to keep, you know, poor people poor and how, like, art museums, like, really actually aren't a service to a public. They actually help, like, stabilize this idea of high culture and, oh, hey, Bobby, you're not eating yet. (laughs) You're not eating yet. He is, like, um, but in any case, yeah, so she did this tour or whatever. I copied it and did a tour outside the Free Library of Philadelphia, 
And um, I hated my tour. First off, like, I'm just not very good at giving tours to, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, I would like mix up words when I feel like I'm being like talking about factual things, you know, and I need to be correct. And then I just start mixing up words and stuff um, because I'm, I'm not intelligent. But like on top of that, my accent, I was like, oh my God, my accent is like so trashy. And it's like, I was like, like, it would be only, and I don't really, uh, you know, I hate the sound of my voice or whatever, but I mean, I'm fine with having an accent. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, but I only, it only made me cringe so much because I was trying to emulate this woman's performance and, and she has like the quintessential no accent voice. And she's giving yeah. a tour, and she's like, blah, blah, And, like, even if I tried to do that, like, you will not – I have a fucking accent. Like, I was like, yeah, and this building was, like, in Manhattan. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they built this in Manhattan for the Robert Barron class. And, like, I'm exaggerating now. Yeah, you um, sound like you were in New York, and or, like, you're in New York accent when you I, said that. I'm exaggerating, but – when I was listening to it, you I was like... You don't need to exaggerate. I, I can barely like, understand the word you're saying. Yeah, it was, it was so... Anyway. It was embarrassing. Um, uh. And, I yeah, I sounded like that this uh, that girl who does TikToks with a Brooklyn accent just then. Um, anyway, don't try to understand that reference at all. Uh, TikTok is Chinese spyware. Don't use it. Yeah, but wait, so... TikTok, first off, isn't it, like, pretty much just that the issue that all the senators had during a fucking pandemic, mind you, while they're taking away the unemployment pay uh, for pandemic unemployment for at-risk workers, while they're doing all this, um, uh, and, you know, 160,000 deaths nationwide, something like 5 million positive COVID cases across the United States, uh, far surpassing every single other country in the world. While this is all happening, they're arguing about TikTok. So I'm confused because basically did it seem like, I didn't think China had spyware. It's just that they own your data, which is just the same as any single app that you uh, are a part of. Like Instagram owns my data. Like, Facebook owns that fucking information on me. I voluntarily signed that over to them when I use their service. And why is TikTok any different? But the difference is, is that it's a Chinese company, and, and we don't like the Chinese owning our data. Only um, sanctioned corporate people like um, Bill Gates or Jeff Be Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg are allowed to own our data. So I... Hello. So, but I'm saying... When you said there's spyware, what does that mean? There is, on top of them just owning our data, which is just what any app does um, when you sign up for it. But so on top of that, there's spyware? Like, what is that? Well, I always just thought that meant that it, like, allows them access to your, like, the rest of your data on your device. I don't really know. I probably sound really stupid right now. Um, but, I, yeah, no, what you said is absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, um, I really don't care if China owns my data. I don't fucking care. So because I, I don't I don't have a fucking identity anymore. I'm completely owned. I'm completely I mean, fucking owned. I 
totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't really know. I just, why would I open myself up to more of that? But I, I don't would... have Facebook on my phone anymore either. Like, I have Twitter, which, you know, it's just as fucking bad. Instagram is Facebook. Fuck me. Yeah. I fucking hate, I hate everything, honestly. Like, I would totally like let's talk about parallel universes because i'm getting angry well if people want any site it's sort of authenticity in their life or whatever uh it's just not on social media it's not on tiktok you're not going to find that on tiktok you're not going to find it on instagram like you're not going to find it on twitter okay like these are like that these are inauthentic spaces and hey get what it from you can get what you want from it enjoy yourself it's entertainment or whatever but like, be aware that yeah, you sign off on your rights. Like, yep. when it comes to your data, and your data is basically, I mean, basically what that is is like, uh, what part of the country do you live on? What kind of stuff do you buy? Uh, how it's old worth so are much you? Fucking money too. What? Yeah, it's worth a lot of money, and and it we don't get any of that. Uh, you know. Nope. Uh, what's your gender? Uh, you know, what's your blah blah? It's just like. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let's talk about parallel universes. Uh-huh. We have like 20 minutes. Um, so we wanted to talk about parallel universes because uh, we were talking about, oh, I was saying that it was written in the New York Times, that there was a parallel universe. But then, of course, I sent you the article, and of course, what ended up happening um, which I don't understand any of the scientific data at all, was that um, it's something about they read uh, radio waves uh, bouncing back through our atmosphere in a way to determine if a uh, radio wave, which I guess is a sound, um, comes from a parallel universe or not and they were saying they were claiming that it did but it was like okay so it's something where it comes from the core of the earth and bounces Uh out or something so the parallel universe would come from the core of the earth i don't understand any of this shit anyway it was debunked so there is no proof there i mean there probably is a parallel universe okay what do we know but the the it was debunked that there wasn't one. They were saying if there was one, that everything would be like this universe, but that it goes backwards. Weird. And Maureen, in our dumbed down, pseudo intellectual, pop cultural, um, capitalist bullshit, uh, worm brains of ours. You watch Rick and Morty, so yeah, you, there was a new season. Yeah, so you actually are the expert on parallel universes because they talk about that shit on that show all the time. Well, that's what it's about. And actually, I was thinking about in pop culture. There's been a lot of of parallel universe stuff, but I mean, there is the you know my original fascination grew out of the fucking back to the future movies and um yeah in you know they go to parallel universe 1984 because basically marty mcfly travels back 
uh, excuse me, 1985, because he travels back to 1955 from the original 1985, and then something gets changed. So, so the, they go back, and they're yeah. in the tangent universe. Oh, okay. That so they have created due to time travel. Oh, okay. All right. That's so. Basically, though, our past is not a parallel universe. But if we were able to enter from the present into the past through a time machine, then it would create a tangent. Well, it's possible. And that's what it was in the Back to the Future trilogy. But then you have, like, I mean, there's people that believe that every decision you make creates a parallel universe. And then you have, like, and then, what, the 90s, we had Sliders. We had the show Sliders. Um, In the 80s, there was that, what's it called? Uh, Fucking... Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so there's all kinds of pop culture stuff. And then, yeah, today we have Rick and Morty, which is amazing and someone was set carl was saying to me that like there's people who say like if you go on the rick and morty reddit like you people just be like you're just an idiot and you don't get it because you don't understand quantum physics and like there's all these quantum physics jokes in rick and morty and like if you don't understand that then you don't really understand the show which may or may not be true because obviously i don't know oh okay so uh there's all these quantum physics physics jokes uh physics jokes did, have you read any quantum physics books like Stephen Hawking's or uh, what's that other dude? Um, well, Brian Greene, yeah. The Elegant Universe, like a lo- very long time ago, yeah. I feel like it was like a little after I graduated from college maybe that I read it. Um, and that book was sort of the one of the first times, I guess, that quantum these ideas from quantum physics were sort of put into words that like the lay person could understand. And also with Brian, if like, if you look up Brian Greene, he's actually great. Like for anybody who's interested in parallel universes, quantum physics, string theory, he's like the pop culture quantum physics guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a, I, I like him. And if you go on, there's also a, I think he might even have probably like a YouTube channel. If you just Google him, you can see all kinds of stuff to explain why why parallel universes may actually exist. But it's all theoretical. Yeah, not proven. And we thought we proved it, but we didn't. It was debunked. Um, it was debunked. And then also, I am making a lot of references lately to Community when, um, in the episode where they go into, like, their parallel universes and then they go into the darkest timeline and there's a lot of jokes right now about this being the darkest timeline and they have these, like, drawn-on goatees in the darkest timeline. Like, everyone's wearing a fake goatee. Um, so. The Community, uh, the TV show? Yeah, there's an episode um, that's all about, like, I feel like they're doing, like, a drinking game or something with a ten-sided die, maybe, and, like, every time the, the dice, the die falls, they're like, ooh, it's like a new, uh, new timeline throughout that decision. So they do an episode that's all about all these different timelines that spur from that moment oh, of rolling the die. Cool. Um, I still, I don't like that show, though. Oh my god, I love that. It's funny. Um, I don't know, I, uh, don't, uh, I don't like comedy. Mm. So. You don't like fun? Um, I actually, I don't like Rick and Morty either. I know everyone loves it, and I try, and I watched it, and I just find, like, I don't know. I don't know why I don't like it. It's like, um, 
I don't, it's just annoying. I just feel like a Disney kid or some shit while I'm watching it. Like, I feel like, I, uh, I don't know. It's not for me. It's not yeah, weird it enough. Have to be. It's not weird enough or something. Um, what else? It's, uh, it's not weird enough. And, you know, the grandfather has, like, a major drinking problem. That's, yeah, he does. That's really weird that... It's a um, hilarious drinking problem. Um, yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's funny, but I don't know. I couldn't, I, I don't think it's funny, and I couldn't, I couldn't laugh at it that much. That's fine. Um, you don't have to always think the same things are funny that everybody else does. Yeah, I know, actually, and most times things that I think are funny are stuff that everybody else doesn't think is funny, so really, I'm on the outside here, um, uh, and so you should uh, feel bad for me. I was just going to say, that you're, you're not, it's not going to work. What? I don't feel bad for you. Oh, man, I don't want uh-huh. you to feel bad for me. I don't. But, I mean, just like, you know, it's up to you what you find funny. I'm sure there's people in the world who will sue bad for you someday when they come across this podcast after you're dead. What are some uh, possible parallel universes that you uh, can think actually exist? Like, what do, do you, you mean, like, how would you personally? Or yeah. How would you imagine a parallel universe? Well, listen, so I was just thinking about this. I like Albert Einstein like to do thought experiments but mine are have absolutely no basis in reality so i just like imagine things in my mind and it's very experimental and obviously you know it means i'm really smart smarter than other people just Mm -hmm. like albert einstein um but i feel like you could say our podcast is a thought experiment for sure you could say so you could say um, yeah, I don't really know. I feel like it's probably not, like, this con- I always thought the idea of, like, all these infinite universes and, like, there's one where, like, you know, any idea that you can have is real. I mean, probably. Like, yeah, you would think so just because of how reality is. Um, I, I think that, I don't know, maybe it's more of a... When I think of that, like, in my mind, like, I envision it all sort of, like, lumping together with, like, sort of the collective unconscious. Like, that's sort of where I'm at right now and how, like, I imagine things to be. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it has, I think, again, once again, like, we imagine this to be along, like, these lines of time that we take for granted that they exist. But it's possible that it doesn't work like that. Like, it's possible that time isn't the basis for everything. It's possible that consciousness isn't the basis for everything. So, therefore, like, yeah, like, all of a sudden, in my mind, it's like, since it's not as, like, concrete, there's, like, room for infinite possibilities because they would all just, like, exist in this, this, like, sort of infinite non-physical space like that is the field or the collective unconscious or whatever but like sure it probably all like exists but like not in the same way that we're experiencing this right now if uh i don't know if that makes any sense at all linear time didn't exist i would be so much more so much less stressed out and anxiety ridden with my life like, well, it doesn't. It just exists because that's how our brains put yeah. it together. I wish I didn't have to have time exist and could like. Could... We have to because that's how because we live in a body with a brain and we have our ego and like concrete minds. Uh huh. And that's how we have to like 
interact with this world and with each other in this world. Yeah. So. Well, then, because of that, would we ever even possibly be able to see a parallel universe or ex experience one anyway? I don't know. If we're... It's a good I mean, it's a great question. I don't know. Like, there may be drugs, maybe, like, quantum computing. I don't know. I've heard of I mean, people who do... Quantum computing, what's talking about parallel universes, is, like, I don't even understand it. Totally fucking mind-blowing, but apparently quantum computer can literally, like, calculate things. Um, I don't really understand it fully, so mm -hmm. I don't know what words to use, but I guess they can calculate, like, multiple problems like, multiple outcomes of the problem at the same time, like, so many of them, and they're so fast that it, like, basically acts like figuring things out in, like, all of the most, like, all of the, like, infinite universes, like, they would, you'd be able to use a quantum computer to figure out to the end what the outcome would be in multiple, I keep saying multiple, but I mean infinite universes. Mm -hmm. um, so, in a sense, if we were to be able to have, like, in the future quantum computers that somehow we plug into within virtual reality like maybe that way hmm. we could experience them i yeah so i'm like i don't I, I don't know but i don't think like you would put on a suit and like walk through like a doorway and be like cha -ching, cha -ching, or like that you would like zap yourself with a, or that you would hold like a remote control and be like all right everybody hold hands like cha -ching, like and be in a, another reality like this i don't Maureen, I have to feed uh, the cats. Can you hold on just one second? Oh, they're, my God. They're I, not leaving you alone. They're not. And I have to pee, too. If I could just do this real quick. Do you want to keep on talking about parallel? No, just, just pause it. Oh, my God. I'll you, feed my cats, too. You sound pissed off. No, I, I'm not. I, do you I, hear I, him? I'm realizing that I... Yes. No, <laughs> because my cats are doing the same thing. They're just not being loud. So... <laughs> I just feel like I'm just gonna feed them now too. All right, I'll oh, be here. Like, wait, here comes mine. <laughs> what, Ether? What? That's not gonna do it. Okay. All right. So, uh, we'll be right back. We have to feed our cats. Um. All right. Fed the cats. I feed, and now I also have peanuts here. We're in a parallel universe of the podcast. Oh my god, in this one you're eating peanuts. Mm -hmm. In this one my cats aren't hungry and annoying. Um, why do we, why are human, why is humanity interested in parallel universes? Probably because we're in such like a disgusting post-apocalyptic like way of living that we're just all falling victim to like needing to escape into fantasy at least that's why i'm extra interested in them yeah i mean what is truly the value of of there being a parallel universe well honestly i think that um when quantum physics and string theory came on the scene i guess in like theoretical physics it became uh something that they found so what uh, what happened there's so there's like the theory of like einstein's theory of relativity has to do with like very large things and then quantum physics has to do with like subatomic size things and physics doesn't have a way to marry those two 
sets, like, theories. Like, mathematically, it fucks up when you try to put them together. Like, things oh. at the quantum level act completely fucked up compared to, like, planets and humans and apples being thrown and shit. So, um, yeah, like, so then I guess, that, like, there's a lot of different theoretical ideas of how the universe like works and they're it's a unified the word is like they're looking for a unified theory um my understanding is that you know like the pos- the real possibility of like putting them in terms of like scientifically real possibility i think started with like you know quantum physics and string theory mm-hmm. coming onto the scene but yeah i don't know that um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that there wasn't... I'm sure that there were ideas about parallel universes before that, you know? Um, and I think that it has to do, yeah, with, like, also the same reasons as time travel. Like, what if you could go back and change the world somehow? What if you could change your life somehow? What if there was a version of you that just was happy every day and didn't have to work for it? Like, it's, it's like, very tantalizing that there might be, like, a perfect universe somewhere that you could go to and be yourself there. Hmm. Well, I guess to the to a parallel universes though are also just a continuation of understanding our reality so there's that too i mean if it, if they exist and if like they're there like it's obviously something as not as science is like inevitably about which is to seek and understand the world around us so you know Okay, and it's like, you know, you're just dropped into this life and reality with no fucking explanation. All of us are, and we're all just like, what the fuck? Like, mom, like, you know, right? And, like, mom's like, yeah, I totally know, and this is what's going on. Like, there's a heaven, and, like, mom, do I die? Like, is it horrible? Like, no, everything's going to be completely fine, because I love you, but, like, that's not fucking true, because mom's mm-hmm. like, she's like, I, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what to tell this child, like, because nobody really knows. So, yeah, all we can do is just, like, guess and then do experiments and math problems about it, but really, we don't fucking know. Um, does that one uh, person, we were talking about him, um, who talks about um, reality and how, like, we look at the world around us as, like, um, you know, we're only experiencing, like, one set of reality. Donald Hoffman? Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that basically, he has all of this, uh, he has this, these theories that backs up with his mathematical evidence and, like, computer models that what I was, like, it's where I got that idea that I was saying earlier that the universe is ultimately, like, based on consciousness and that what we see is just, like, what our brain puts together and that what, yeah, like, our experience of reality, like, has no fuck, nothing to do with both what reality actually is. He says there is zero chance that what we see, feel, hear, and experience is actual reality, anything like what actual reality is, and we're basically interacting through, if you can imagine, like, icons on a computer screen. So this is our interface mm-hmm. to reality, which is, like, reality probably looks like whatever, you know, is going on inside that computer chip that, like, you don't fucking know until you have an interface. Which is, like, I think really interesting as far as, like, in thinking about it in that way, it's very easy to understand that a parallel universes exist all around us. We are just not plugged into it. 
Well, that's exactly, and that was the thing, like, that's why this idea of his, like, really just kind of changed the game for me about how I think of things. And for those who know me, I am, I am, like, very, I have a lot of existential angst, and I have for as long as I can remember, even as, like, a very, very young child. Mm -hmm. So I have thought about these things a lot since I was a kid, and, like, thinking about it this way is, like, so freeing to me because... I don't know. It just intuitively to me makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really want to read some of his books. There's a. I don't know if you watched the the one interview that he has. Yeah, uh, I watched I felt it. Was it really contained like a lot of information, um, and you can look it up on YouTube. But yeah, he has a book, and I don't remember what it's called right now. But it's Donald Hoffman. Um. Yeah, I want to like. Well, right now I have so many art books that I'm reading, and um political books like um and sociology but i really want to get into like reading about quantum physics because i find it just really just so interesting and just like understanding you know reality and the world around us and you know there's just there's a lot of books out there that are like you know consumable like that it I feel like this Hoffman guy also writes about it in a way. Wait, mm -hmm. did Donald Hoffman write, uh, did he mm -hmm. die? It says he's dead. He's not. Oh my God. This is so funny. If I actually get this book. So his latest book is, um, the case against reality. Why evolution hid the truth from our eyes. Um, the funny thing about this, this would be like, so this will be like my 500th book because I have, I, the other books I have is The Case Against uh, Socialism, The Case Against the Free Speech, and now I have The Case Against Reality. This will complete my collection. Um, here's a summary of it. Challenging leading scientific theories that claim that our senses report back objective reality Cognitive scientist Donald Hoffman argues that while we should take our perceptions seriously, we should not take them literally. How can it be possible that the world we see is not objective reality? And how can our senses be useful if they are not communicating the truth? Hoffman grapples with these questions and moreover the course of this eye-opening work. Ever since Homo sapiens have walked the, this earth, Natural selection has favored perception that hides the truth and guides us toward useful action, action, shaping our senses to keep us alive and reproducing. We observe a speeding car and do not walk in front of it. We see mold growing on bread and do not eat it. These impressions, though, are not objective reality, just like a file icon on a desktop screen is a useful symbol rather than a genuine representation of what a computer file looks like. The objects we see every day are merely icons, allowing us to navigate the world safely and with ease. The real, real world implications of this discovery are huge. From exa examining why fashion designers create clothes that give the illusion of a more attractive body shape, to studying how companies use color to elicit specific emotions in con consumers, and even dismantling the very notion that space-time is objective reality. The case against reality dares us to question everything we thought we knew about the world we see. Okay, this kind of makes me like... So, um, can I just interrupt what? you? I'm sorry. Which yeah. is so, so Carl Jung. The symbols. Yeah. 
and not just being reality. Like it's just our, it's just like we're experiencing the collective unconscious, which is like like speaks through symbols, like but through our like concrete minds. To be honest, though, I don't really want to read that. It sounds very basic to me. It is kind of basic and not really eye opening. in there. Okay, because There's I'm like, interested in like awesome you're saying that so what is that coded what is the coded thing behind reality that you're talking about so i hope he talks about that more because i know that mcdonald's is uh yellow and red because the combination of those colors make me hungry everybody knows that and we all know that advertising does that shit we all know that fashion of course is made to make us look more attractive and that's why we buy certain clothes like you know I don't really want to read a whole book about stuff like that. I really want to hear his theory. I'm going to send you this. Um, I, I thought this interview just seemed like a very complete overview of what it sounds to me is like is in the book. I'm going to, hopefully I can still find it. Um, the interviewer at first, like actually like I really didn't like him cause he's like, I think he's actually a doctor and he's like just, Ugh, he seemed douchey to me, but by the end of the interview, I did kind of like him. Shit, is there's he, a lot more interviews with is him Is he now. Asian? <laughs> you know, why? Are you saying that I don't like no. Asian people? No, because I watched an interview with an Asian person interviewing oh, him. Oh, no, here it is. Dr. Dr. Zog. Wow, Dr. Zog? Hold on, let me see. I don't fucking know. Dzog MD is, I think, the correct interview. What's going on? Hello, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Okay. My um, thing's not playing, but yeah, I'm gonna find this interview for you and send it to you. Not that. Ah, this is him. Yep. Oh, Z-Dog MD. See? You're gonna fucking hate him. His name's Z-Dog? Z-Dog MD. He's a doctor. But, um, I don't know. I actually ended up liking this interview, and I thought it was informative. It's almost two hours long. I felt like, um... I just, I don't know. I, I got a lot out of it as far as for my own personal... Mm -hmm. Again, like, just sort of being able to picture what he's talking about, because I think for a lot of people, like, this is so outlandish, and they're like, this is stupid, like, what you're saying, I mean, a computer, like, it doesn't work like that, like, these things are solid and real, but, like, to me, it makes more sense, like, because none of this makes any fucking sense, that we're just, like, in this solid, like, solid reality, like, it really doesn't make any fucking sense, to me, hmm. but maybe my brain's broken. I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. What, that we're just in this style of reality? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, and that, you know, the coded messaging, like, specifically, like, for instance, we can't understand the coded messaging specifically of how, like, um, even chimpanzees, like, communicate. And there's a whole entire science behind studying and trying to understand how they see the world. So... Why is it so, like, hard to understand that 
within our species, there's a coded dynamic that has helped us to evolve. And um, it's just like a natural part of being human, but it's just, it's not objective reality because objective right, reality, reality would mean everyone experiences. Yeah, exactly. And like our, our cats, like they have their own reality yeah. that they see and share. And then like, but also too, like my specific household, like me, my fiance and my three cats, we have a specific reality that we see and share, right? Like, so yeah, I mean, it, it actually, reality is super consciousness based because I, and I think even the state of the world right now, like having the internet and like ha having everybody have an outlet for things, just like looking at what chaos that has caused as far as like America being able to decide what the fuck their values are and what reality we actually all yeah. believe. Like we're all like, we don't know what we yeah. believe. Because actually the reality is that we're just not getting top down messaging anymore that's telling us what reality is. It's all just like bubbling up to the fucking surface, like from the opposite direction. And like, it's chaotic, but like, that's how we're going to evolve. Yeah, um, we need to like all. It's gonna like be all fucked up for probably a really long time while everybody's like, "What do we believe?" But then, like, ultimately, there is gonna be like some kind of like hive mind that's just like, "Okay, this is where we're going." Which is right now, um, uh, herd immunity. Right. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's like exactly humanity has just decided what the fuck we're going to do. Like, we're just like, all right, this is all what we're just going to do as a whole. And like all of us are individually like complaining, but like really like it, we're just going to do what we do. Dooby dooby doo. Dooby dooby doo. I do do my own grocery shopping. It's good you do do your own grocery shopping, shopping, Maureen. Shopping. Oh my God, I'm a female comedian. I'm a female comedian. I must stop saying shopping. I'm a female comedian. Um, what, what would you? I mean, for parallel universes, go. Do you think it could get any worse than this universe in a parallel universe? Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're just in, like, a bad time of the earth right now, honestly. Like, we just, I think, for the 40 years that we've been alive, we have been in such a stable time, and it's been so weirdly stable that we're just like, what the fuck? But, like, yeah, only 100 years ago, there was a pandemic just like this where people our age were dying in the fucking streets. So, yeah, no. And, I mean, then, like, in the 40s, there was, like, Hitler, like, and, you know, Hiroshima, and mm. no, like, it, like, I do say a lot that this is the darkest timeline, but, like, obviously, no. Could be way worse. Um, we, I actually did, I wanted to say, I, I had my first person, first an pregnancy announcement person having a baby now. Um, cool. Well, I'm not going to say over the podcast. No, say it to everybody. Um, so wait, was it, I can't get into how I feel about that. That's not cool. Well, no, again, like we were talking about whatever, uh, at the, at the top of the podcast is that it's a personal, you know, decision and, um, you can't tell anyone or have an opinion on when people have a fucking kid. It's, it's not, it's personal, but, um, 
but thinking about it, like maybe be like just putting myself in um, someone's shoes that decided to have a baby in the middle of a fucking pandemic um, when the world is like absolute complete shit. But people that would decide uh, to have a child are thinking more about the a positive future. Obviously, they're they're investing in a future, and I think. They're not investing, they're fucking gambling with somebody's life, if you ask me, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is a gamble. It is. But, uh... And the odds don't look so good right now. The odds look really fucking bad right now. Um, actually, that was like... Like, maybe we'll, maybe, maybe in 10 years or 20 years we'll be off planet and we won't have to worry about global warming and then our children will be miners. I mean, mining things you know but uh awesome yeah i guess in a i guess in a parallel universe uh i would be uh i have no i have no i have nothing i have nothing i don't know what i'm talking about i don't even know why i brought it up i guess i was like just thinking of parallel universes in terms of trying to of imagine futures like possible futures that yeah. branch off from this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could imagine anything you can imagine. There's some that would say just the act of you imagining these things makes them a universe. When you create a child, you could be creating a fucking multiverse. Each of, like, okay, so there was a show called the the AO, uh-huh. um, and it was like very like mysterious and like blah blah, blah but like. A lot of many people think that the OA. So what did I say? That it's the OA. Many people think that the OA was a show about like parallel universes, and um, really, they it kind of gets to a point where they're like sort of suggesting that like parallel universes do exist. You can travel to them, and they like exist within our own minds. Um. It's an interesting show to check out. It's not, like, it, it, it's really, really weird, and I feel like a lot of people would get lost, like, in the first season and be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But it's definitely, it's definitely, like, tapping into the idea of, like, these parallel universes sort of being a part of our collective unconscious rather than, like, physical other places. Mm-hmm. I uh, watched part of it. Like, I watched, like, a few episodes yeah. And I actually didn't like it. Um, I thought it was boring. And, uh, it ain't boring at first. Yeah. And also, I guess I... Um, basically, though, they ended up... They do, like, a dance. But then there's, like... Yeah. There's certain people that... Uh, that have to participate in it. Like, specific people that participate in it and together. And everybody plays their part. And that's how they travel into the parallel universe. That's the way I kind of understood it. Is that... Yeah, there's specific movements. Yeah, and that is a thing that continues throughout the show. Like, there's these movements that you have to do and you need a certain number of people. And then you can all, like, basically jump to another universe. As long as your body's alive in that universe, like, you're safe. But if you were, like, dead in that universe... You, I think, die. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, that's what the show's about. But it takes forever yeah. to get there. Yeah. I mean, I find that, I think that's interesting, like, thinking of coded movements that yeah. unlock a parallel like universe. Yeah, like yoga or, like, any ritual at, like, a, at a church or uh, Wiccan yes. ritual and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, 
that yes, like praying toward Mecca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. Ways to think of like opening up these parallel universes. Uh, right. Well, I, know, I mean, yoga was given. The story is that yoga was given to humanity by like Patanjali which I'm not sure if he was the person who received the teachings, but like, yeah, like it came from a higher source and was like given to us. Wow. That's, uh, I miss yoga. Actually, I remember when you were really into it and that's, that's literally the last time I ever did it, but I always really enjoyed it. I always really enjoyed it. It's very like meditative, relaxing. Um, it's super good for the spine, and I think especially the type of work that you... Well, you're in really good shape anyway because you ride your bike. It's really good for riding bike and um, also golfers and stuff because uh, it's really good for your hips mm-hmm. and spine. But I'm going to send you some of the videos that I've been doing because I have been getting back into it, but, like, very slowly. That's like, great. I do video... Actually, for, like, eight years, I've been following this girl, Yoga with Adrian, and she... Um, is adorable and funny and doesn't take herself too seriously, and I think she's a really good yoga teacher. So I'll send you some videos. And they're short. All right, so shout out Yoga with Adrienne. Yeah, Yoga with Adrienne. I fucking love you, actually. I really like her, and she always makes me laugh in her videos. She's just like, like, does not take herself seriously, but Mm -hmm. is a good teacher. Does she have a Patreon? How does she make money? That's a good question. I just follow her on YouTube. I don't follow her on any other platform other than YouTube. Maureen, will you go to my YouTube page and watch my videos? I would like to be in a parallel universe where people watch the videos I upload on YouTube. So what I'll do is I'll watch them and Uh then I'll do like a meditation yoga thing and some moves and I'll like throw them into the universe and make it into a real, because I have that power. That would be so amazing. I'll create a better life for you that you'll never know exists. That, That would be so amazing. I'm actually... Speaking of par- I'm going to try to re- read my cards again, but I'm going to focus my question on a parallel universe so that I can get a positive reading. Because my reading was so de- fucking depressing yesterday, I just can't let it... That's what I hate about tarot cards. Oh. What? Wait, I'm sorry. I wanted to bring this up. So yeah. there is... Just as, like, an aside, maybe something to talk about for the future, speaking of parallel universes, yeah. isn't that, like, the whole lizard theory? Like, the lizard people theory? And you know <gasps> what I'm talking about, oh. right? It's a big, right-wing theory that, like, there's lizard people, like, breeding with us and, like, in control and all this shit. And I think okay. that it theory is that they're from a parallel universe. And also, it's from the uh, core. It's from inside the Earth, not, like, outer oh, space. Oh, which goes with what you read. Yeah. Wow. Uh, debunked. I don't believe it was debunked now. I well, think the lizard people were like, oh, shit, it's getting out there. It's that they're able, they're able to read these certain, like, different radio waves that are shooting out from the Earth. And I, I don't know. I don't understand how it works. You should... People listening, just, like, read the article yourself and uh, have fun. I'm not, I can't understand this shit. Um, But, uh, yeah, it has to do something with emanating radiation coming off the earth. Um, So, that's how they read it. So weird. It's, It's, like, weird how we decide, like, decide to read data it's weird how we decide to read scientific data mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, I don't know. 
it's like crazy that like that's where we get to. And wait, what were you saying about the um, argon particle thing or whatever? What is that hydrogen particle accelerator thing? You were um, saying something about that, like they're used that that's being used in experiments to and has the potential to open up parallel universes because they're to be like, honest with you, I don't even remember. I I like know what you're talking about. Um, but I don't remember specifically, like, what it was that was even interesting to me about it. Mm, I know, okay. like, the double slit experiment What's has that? been used, it, again, like, it has to do with, um, basically, like, shining particles onto a surface that has, like, these two slits in front of it, and somehow they find that, like, the, these particles are both, like, dot particles and, like, waves at the same time, and that somehow supports parallel universe. I, I, don't, I don't remember now. I, again, there's people, if anyone ever listens to this, like, there's people, like, fucking punching their wall right now. <laughs> like, honestly, like, anybody who has any idea about the double slit experiment is like, this girl's a fucking asshole. So I do actually, again, I will apologize where apologizing is due, and I apologize for that. We apologize for being stupid bitches. Um, anyway, yeah, I it's really fr- I don't care about the science so much as I care about like making up fun stories about it and imagining things. Yeah, I mean, I'm an ENFP. What the fuck do you want from me? That's what I do. This is just how I experience the world. I wish I memorized my Myers Briggs. I forget what I am, but I wish cool. I memorized it so I could say that too to people. <laughs> I am an EMFI. I'm an ENFI. You, um, I don't know, because I didn't get a clear picture of myself until I really started comparing different explanations of, like, the functional stack. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the, you can take the test on the computer and it'll give you letters, but, like, whether you're an EN or an IN, like, actually doesn't really have to do with how outgoing you are socially so much as just how your brain gets input from the world mm-hmm. and, like, where you go to. Because everybody has introverted and extroverted aspects in their functional stack. It's just like how it's just ex, it's an explanation of how when you see things like and you're like I'm so weird for being this certain way. You'll yeah. find other people that are like de- like think the same way and do the same things. And like for me, realizing that like I I probably have extroverted intuition at the top of my functional stack explains, like, a lot about, like, why I seem so disorganized and shit. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. No, but I actually was thinking in in reference to that, um, how I was, like, sometimes I'm, like, with my, my parents are so conservative, like, they're both legit, like, Republican asshole people, and I'm, like, how did I come from my that household like how am I related to them and it's like uh I do though and people are like oh well you know nature versus nurture and stuff like that I do think though that people are like inclined um at birth to whether they are left-leaning or a right-leaning um person politically like whether you're somebody who believes the community should come together and um, help each other or whether you're somebody who thinks that you know the only true freedom is sovereignty and 
you know, uh, fuck everybody else. I'm, you know, talent, the most talented person. I deserve all, all the money. Um, and you know, the individual and stuff like that. But, um, because I was like, yeah, I guess like our culture like shapes us in this way, like, um, television, what have you, um, propaganda is all around us, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's intrinsic in, in every person, um, whether you're where you stand in the a spectrum, the political spectrum. It's a personality I, trait, I which is disturbing. I, I mean, well, I, yes, to a degree for sure, because like, yeah, like you're, you are already predetermined, like your brain, your brain as you're obviously, I, I, I mean, you and I obviously are intuitives. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. there's intuitive people who like you it means like your brain is just like going by different type of information than a part like the opposite of like the alternative to that would be like you would be a sensing type. Mm-hmm. So really like those are the people who are like very like for me I don't notice anything. Like I don't notice people's faces. I don't know what fucking shirt you wore. I don't even know what I had for breakfast this morning. Like I'm thinking about other shit. Mm-hmm. But like someone who is like a sensing dominant would really really probably have a hard time with like the idea even of parallel universes like they want it's like everything concrete like they think that you're stupid for not remembering what shirt they had on the other day Mm -hmm. and you know what i'm saying like everything is facts and concrete and and um they have a lot of strengths that I don't have. All, you know, we have strengths that they don't have. It's just two different things. But I definitely think intuitives probably are more left-leaning yeah. because you're just naturally looking for the other perspective. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, some people are just like, this is what my experience is. And yes, therefore, it is the truth because this is my concrete experience. Yeah. And it's maybe less easy for their brain to accept other types of realities even though they're all around the person yeah i don't know i was just thinking about that in the sense of like you know how our brains are like just coded we're like programmed as soon as like like our dna um yeah it's weird yeah it is weird it's weird that we can separate human beings into 16 personality types and then, like, read one and be like, this is definitely me. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, I guess we, since we're, we've been not talking about parallel universes just for, like, three minutes, um, maybe we should do closing thoughts on parallel universes and call it a day on this pod. Um, what do you think? I think that sounds like a good plan. Um, yeah, uh, I'll let you go first, because I don't have a closing thought yet. Okay, um, do I? Um, yeah, (laughs) my closing thought is that I, over way too many years of obsessively thinking about, like, what the fuck this could be, because most people, probably censors, are like, oh, like, this is what it is, this, this reality is what it is, and that's all there is. Um, I just would like to encourage people to think about, like, yeah, like, what if time isn't the basis of this? What if, like, space isn't the basis of what we're experiencing? What if it's something totally else? And then, like, I don't know, think just shifting that perspective for me, like, made me open up my mind a little bit more to how things might be. Um, the end. 
Do you think that perhaps your obsession um, with death and un is is uh, your fear of death is a part of your obsession and wanting to understand reality? Oh yeah, that's like what the basis of it is. Yeah, but it's like my I have more than a fear of death. It's like being pulled into that fear at the same time. Being pulled into it at the same time. What is the like mean? mentally? Like so, it's always been. It's like I don't. It's like I'm terrified of it, but I can't turn away either. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, so, yeah, yes, for sure, and because it just causes me to like think about just why. It's not just death. Like that's not the only problem for me. It's like birth, like this, like what the fuck. Mm -hmm. Existence itself, but yeah. it. But in, if it's, like, surrounded through this fear of death, then really it's just about your ego. And well, I think that's, like, yeah. Which is completely natural, you know. Cause, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's an existential fear, which is all about, like, the fear of... Your ego is the part of you that has the fear of annihilation. Uh-huh. Right? So, mm -hmm. for me, yeah, it's, like, also, that's how I got interested in the idea of ego death and, like, how, like these practices like meditation that help you sort of tame your ego and your mind because for me yeah it's always run away from me and like not in a positive direction a lot of the time but through that like I through my fears like and through certain life circumstances I've really been forced to like stay with my fear and like face it and really the only you can't like figure that one out like it's just a matter of finding acceptance with it mm -hmm. and like peace and that's like what I'm trying to do but also I think it's fun and fascinating to just be like there could be other realities oh yeah I just think I also just like thinking more about parallel universes like for me I have like the one thing that like when I like first even thought of parallel universes which is probably I don't know forever ago but um was the idea that there is a, another me and that I'm not a singularity and yeah. that sort of um idea or perspective was really uh depressing and disturbing for me because you know um I I don't like the idea of there being multiple realities of me existing in them I don't does that make sense like yes but what if you experience all of them at some point even what if, if you experience everything at some point uh -huh. as that individual what if consciousness is really just one big thing and you have experienced all of it yeah I mean that makes like me feel a little better too. that makes me feel huh? a little better makes you feel better yeah good yeah that makes me feel a little better but um i don't know yeah just thinking about like if we had direct knowledge of the existence of parallel universes and we were able to very clearly sort through them like icons on a desktop i think that would require would require of us to have a a uh point of ego death that uh to even be able to understand that and to soak up that information which is why i don't think in any any living person will ever experience what 
like concrete evidence that there is parallel universes or be able to even experience them. I feel like though you hear in near death experiences and psychedelic experiences, people talking about these experiences of like ego dissolution and mm-hmm. even experiencing other lives. You well, know, people it's have life experiences. You do this shit in your dreams every night. Like you're in another universe. Like it just like no, you, like you know you're not, but like yeah, like just looking at it from your reality, the perspective of your reality, like you do sort of experience other lives in your unconscious mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering if maybe it's just when we when we die, it's like that would be our parallel universe sort of experience. Real yeah, life. or maybe that is just really how you jump. Who knows? Do I, we should start a cult, Marine, and get, let's start a oh death cult. Let's my start a death dream. cult. That is my dream. Um, everyone in our death, so everyone in our death cult has to wear the Grateful Dead Nikes that just came out. If you want to be in Beth and Marine's death cult, is that really you want to make that a thing? That's going to be the thing. Well, I mean, we're all going to like. I was just thinking of uh, the Heaven's Gate cult where they all wore they all wore Nikes um, oh. and killed themselves. And, I didn't know the Nike thing. Oh yeah, that was they all wore the same Nike shoes. Yeah, that was like a thing. That was their uniform. There's Grateful Dead Nikes. What do they have the bears on them? Oh my god, you haven't seen them? Yeah, there's no. they're, they're really expensive. No, but like, fuck you, society. Fuck you, capitalism. Yeah. Grateful Dead fucking Nikes. Suck my dick. I really like them. I want a pair, but they're too expensive. Of course they are. That's why I'm saying suck my dick. They have How the, much are they? They're like, like a thousand. No, they're like what? a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. They're like a thousand dollars. And um, they're furry, like the bears. Oh, my <gasps> God. They're so cute. I want them. Oh, God. I just, like, like them now. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, they're great. Oh, I'm down. All right. I'm cool. We're down. Um, but they're, like, $1,000. And um, Oh, my God. I'm such a fucking bitch of capitalism. Well, I mean, if you want to be in our death cult, you're going to have to get a pair. Cause they're... Can we just make our own? Because that's really expensive, and I would rather them give the $1,000 to us directly. Mm, I... Listen, I don't need a depreciating aspects assets of shoes on other people's fucking feet. Well, they're not going to wear them for that long. They're going to die in them and and go to the parallel universe. What's that? That's even grosser. I don't want their dead feet in my shoes. They're not going to be in your shoes. They're their shoes. You have your own shoes, and we all wear the shoes, and we die. We kill ourselves. I'm not going to die. Well, no, you're not going to die. Really? I'm never going to die. You're going to... Oh, we're going to be on the ship. That's right. We're not going to die. We'll be on the ship in our shoes. They're going to go with us. It's going to be great. You're right. Furry shoes. And, well, it's um, well, it's not a ship, per se. It's a parallel universe. But I suppose if you have a really good life in this universe, you probably don't want to join our death cult. But if you're having... If your life sucks here then, you know, sign up, but, you know, you got to save up first to get your Grateful Dead Bear Nikes, and, uh, and then, you know, uh, once we get at least 10 people to join, we'll kill ourselves. Well, yeah, it's social distancing, so it can, it's actually a limit of 10. 
a limited time. Oh, yeah. And we'll be in an outdoor <laughs> space, of course. Even though we're all going to kill ourselves. We'll be in an outdoor we space. We still don't want to spread COVID. No, we don't want to spread COVID. No. Um, but also probably a good time now to start closing up the podcast because this has gotten really dark. And also, if you are someone who actually is suicidal, please call the suicide hotline and get some help. Don't kill yourself. Um, and yeah, if, don't join a death cult. Don't join a death cult to commit suicide. This is not the answer. We're talking about what we're talking about is a, uh, travel, well, and traveling to parallel universes, which is which is pretty heavy. And if you're thinking about killing yourselves, I don't know if you can handle um, traveling to a parallel universe. That's probably going to be too much for you. Um, or alternatively, just drop some acid. Maybe we should do some mental assessments before we allow people, like just being able to buy Grateful Dead Bear Nikes shouldn't be the only requirement to join a death cult. So. That, we would never get anyone to join um, so the national no, why are you saying that? The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. If, you know, yeah, you, you shouldn't drop acid if you really feel suicidal. You should call that number. We also, we, we were saying that we were going to be regularly giving out the suicide hotline number at the end of our podcast just for in general like if you got through this episode and you're still here (laughs) you might need it it. so just let's remember that we need to start broadcasting this at the end of every podcast it's important we need to we we need to be saving lives here yeah look don't kill yourself our numbers are dwindling don't kill yeah we're down to five listeners don't kill yourself and don't kill other people either while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, no, don't do that. Be nice to people. Like, be nice to just different races. And, you know, when your brain icon is like, different, danger, danger. Like, let, like, through your higher brain, be like, oh, no, it's cool. It's just another person. Oh, uh, we're, we're fine. Just, yeah, do that. Um, okay, so, all right. Well, Maureen, I'm going to let you go. And um, I love you. I love you too. I feel like by the end of this episode, I sound like just a schizophrenic person that is unmedicated and rambling. Um, yeah, but this is, you know, the parallel universe episode was going to be chaotic, you know? True. We were going True. to be unpacking a lot of schizophrenic type thoughts because, I mean, if anything, what is schizophrenia? But the mental illness of experiencing parallel universes uh, all the time. Many in cultures. Reality. Many cultures consider people with that, what we call mental illness, they consider them to be like their shamans. I mean, makes sense. They're highly also, appreciative of symbolism. And, um, we, what? Sorry, we call it a disease and we treat these people like they're sick and crazy and tell them that what they're experiencing is like fucked up. So, of course, they're going to be disturbed. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Peace out. Homie. That's, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said homie. That was not cool. Why did I end it like this? Goodbye. God, I wish I was in a parallel universe right now. Podcast. Do do do. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill.
up on the ground. Whore house on the hill. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah, that's the whore house on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts. 